Classic podcast. Cameron Jones here, as always, with Mark Nussel, Jordan Jones. Uh, we are still doing our uh, separate uh, distancing recording, uh, so if there's any funny audio, that's why. So just bear with us, like everybody else. Uh, but to keep it with the quarantine theme, we are talking about the 1999 film Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. Okay, so essentially, this is a 90s rom-com. But back when 90s rom-coms had fun synopsis and they weren't just like based in the real world, it was movie-like. Before TV got expansive and really good, movies could do whatever they want and probably turn a profit. Brendan Fraser uh, plays Adam. You got, got it. it. Alicia Silverstone plays Eve. Uh, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. Well, we try. <laughs> Christopher Walken as Calvin, the, the dad. Leave my elevator alone. We have Sissy Spacek plays Helen, the mom. This is the highlight of everybody's career outside of Christopher Walken and maybe Sissy Spacek. This is worst case scenario of me living at my dream of having a fallout shelter. This would be the best case scenario of having a fallout shelter. Uh, this is just a nice flashback into 1999 when rom-coms were more fun. All right, in light of is this a cult classic, which quickly, is it or no? I think so, yeah. actually. Debatably is. Two movie stars. Ooh. People don't remember this movie. It's a 1999 rom-com. It's great. It's funny. I think so, actually. Mark, what do you think? Uh, this is actually my first viewing of the movie, so I am not a part of the cult, but I could see how it could be a cult classic. It's definitely, in, definitely a '90s classic, I'd say. Ooh, it, you're going to it, you're going to Little Mixer. It bleeds Your 90s. Roommates. '90s. It feels like 1999, so that's why I like it a lot. So yeah, I'm not sure. I'm kind of, I've kind of got mixed feelings. I think there's a secret fan base, but it's not the classic part of a cult classic. I think there's a Brendan Fraser cult out there. I know. I think we have a podcast about it. <laughs> I, was about to say, I think. I think we might be in. <laughs> I think we're in. I mean, we're definitely. Are we in it? Are um, we sipping the Kool Aid? What do you call it when you, we have a Mark, sect? I'm mixing it. Do we have a sect? Like, there's different. Like, we're maybe not the chapters. The, I think. Is he I saying? Think, se- I think they're chapters. He's saying sex. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm trying to say sect. Like, uh, we have oh, our. We, okay, nah. I'll rephrase it. We have Again, our own branch. I said chapters. Why aren't we just chapters? Oh, we have our own chapter, but we're definitely not where you have like the jamboree, you know. No, we're the lazy the ones that you don't expect much of out of like at the at the big meeting once a year. Like what? You got to pay union fees? Well, oh. we're all supposed to be wearing the same shirt. We didn't get that. Ah, oh, I guess we'll have to squeeze into this one shirt. So maybe it is. Uh, but to keep it a little more interesting, we're gonna be analyzing their quarantine skills. Uh, positive or negative? Obviously positive they have like the best fallout shelter in the world that can last them up to 35 years they're ready for sure this is the most ready i mean this is what people think they're putting together when they do their doomsday prep but nobody could do this i watched a little bit of doomsday prepper and mostly they just get a lot of guns and water and you know that's about it i'll be honest i think i live with the doomsday prepper uh, if only mark we're drastically underprepared we're just doomed (laughs) we're just doomed in the city there's really nothing we can do if anything happens 
if we're if we don't get GoPuff anymore, we we're we're fucked. Oh, I know. If I don't get my <laughs> deliveries, I think I'm gonna like actually just shout out my GoPuff to like uh like code so that I can get a bunch of free points on uh on the Cold Classics uh, Instagram. And, Dude, we uh, cannot do that. Yes, we, we cannot. Do why that. not? I want Mark. You're gonna benefit off these GoPuff. Oh, I thought you I thought you were about to do it now. I'm like we're gonna get demonetized. Oh no 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 no! I don't have it on me, but I will just tweet out my GoPuff uh, invite code so that you guys can all get me. It'll it'll just benefit me. It's not a code for you guys. It's a code for me. To get points, so I can. Oh, hey, Cammy Gopuff here. <laughs> exactly. Well, I I don't want to name drop how many listeners we do or don't have, but it may be, <laughs> maybe more or less than you expect. I don't know. Fine, I'm using the bands. Then I'm gonna either way get my Gopuff out there. But the point is, what are we talking about? Solid, uh, solid uh, doomsday. <laughs> so, so this is our uh, what can we learn from self isolation and quarantine from this movie in what I'm calling the quarantine series. Well, obviously, we do learn in this one a bit of weirdy can uh, can happen and come out of it if you're isolated too long. So make sure you know you still keep in contact with the outside world even though you are in quarantine. I would say that's where they failed their quarantine. So I hear online like people have turned to be like first world problems versus like whatever. So this is a perfect scenario where you don't have to have a job anymore and you can just learn a new skill set. I think this may speak to some people in the podcast, though. The mom gets a little heavy on the drink. You know what I mean? <laughs> she she becomes dependent on the sauce. I can relate and, to that uh, in my first few days in quarantine. I, I, I definitely uh, leaned into the sauce for a bit. Well, here, here's what happened to me, or is happening to me. So normally at home, I won't go, like, we bought a case of beer, you know, just to have on stock, because we're doing, like, FaceTime chats to do the podcast, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I've gone through a case of beer in two weeks, which would normally take me like three months. But I normally, th- I think though what's happening is I'm not getting out of the house to drink. I can only drink at home now. So it's like rather than beers I would have at a bar, I'm having it at home. Saving money. I am saving money. You, what, what are you, you're drinking White Claw? What are you drinking, Bush Heavy? Uh, Bud Light. Bud Light. It's economic though. You know, you don't want to You don't wanna get bloated. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm like, I'm too overweight to have bloating being a problem. <laughs> like, I could be bloated at all times or not. I'm just a chubby guy, you know? You're big boned. <laughs> I don't even think I am. I think I'm just fat. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I mean, I don't think I have like a big frame Well, or I'm watching Naked and Afraid, and you and I have learned you can last at least like three weeks off your body weight, and you have maybe like at least four in you, so that's good. Oh, yeah. I could probably not eat for, I don't know, a decent amount. I think we learned you can be a little too careful. That's true. I think you, <laughs> you can overprepare. That's I think true. you can you can you can overprepare. You can overreact. Yeah, that's actually a big key point. This whole movie doesn't exist. As the, I mean, it's like the double-edged sword of a genius, who his father is, and he's a genius, and then uh, being crazy. And however, if they if they didn't react though, they'd probably just burn to smithereens by a jet fuel. True, they would have probably just died then. Let's uh, well, well, let's just say that uh, they prepared very well, but it's possible to overprepare. And make sure to stay in contact with the outside world. And I think those are the lessons we've learned from this movie's quarantine. Yes. Uh, should we move on to cast and crew? Alrighty, we're moving on to cast and crew. Uh, we might as well start off with the director. He goes by Hugh Wilson. You may know his work from Police Academy... Uh, another bread, uh, another Brendan Fraser movie, Dudley Do Right. I don't really know his work that well, to be honest. I don't. I haven't really seen any of. The, I don't know the Police Academies well. You know, I actually haven't seen Police Academy or Dudley Do Right as well. Really? 
Yeah, it seems weird that I haven't, but That's, I haven't. Yeah, that, you know, that is interesting. And I was just talking about the fact that I haven't seen any police academies today to one of our sisters, and she hasn't either. I guess our family just didn't do police academy. We are we uh, are a chapter of the SEC. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to cast. We have Brendan Fraser, uh, plays Adam. Um, we've done we've done the mummy, so we, we already have kind of talked about him. Go back and watch the mummy, but just in case, George of the Jungle, if you don't know him, school ties. Um, this is right kind of around that goofy Brendan Fraser pocket. Uh, Bedazzled, which in itself I think is a cold classic, so someday could be on this podcast, but Bedazzled's a fun one. It's kind of a monkey paw situation. Um, you know, Brendan Fraser. Moving on. Next up, we have Alicia Silverstone plays Eve. You'll know her from Clueless. That's where I know her mostly from. Um, didn't, wasn't she in one of the Batmans? She was in the Batman worst one. Uh, yeah, she was in the last one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. She was Batgirl. Schwarzenegger. There's a G in there. Schwarzenegger. That's not right. <laughs> that ain't right. I just call him uh, Arnold. We can get to a first name basis, right? Arnold. You know another Arnold? He's not a person. We talk Tom. Go back and see our episode of... I don't remember what that's called. I actually... Kind of have a crush on Alicia Silverstone from I, I don't know why like nineties good Alicia Silverstone. Uh, we have Christopher Walken as Calvin, the the dad, the overprotective dad. Uh, he has Ted- come up in the podcast before. He is the headless horseman in Sleepy Hollow. I'll go back and look at our Sleepy Hollow episode. But if I don't you th- guys are listening to a movie, a podcast about movies, and you don't know who the Christopher Walken is, thanks for listening. <laughs> but do Bye-bye. your homework. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. He was, got Mount, he was on our Holy Trinity for a little bit there. We've had him as a Trinity because Cameron always wanted to use his Christopher Walken impersonation. I don't have a good one. I've never wanted uh, to use that. The thing you got to know is nah, I have a bad one, too. Yeah. He's, he's, he's an ants. He's the dad in Hairspray. Where you going, Frank? He's a longtime character actor. and He's Christopher Walken. You know who he is. But he's that rare breed of like He was Hook in that live version status. of Peter Pan on like NBC that was kind of awful. That was awful. Let's just list uh, Christopher Walken performances for the next. Okay, yeah, minutes. we should move off him. <laughs> uh, Sissy Space. He was the dad in Wedding Crashers. Yeah, he was the dad in okay, that's uh, an, Catch that's, Me that's If You enough. Can. That's enough. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Sissy Spacek plays Helen, the mom. She is the original Carrie. That's her most notable yeah, role. Yeah, right? I, 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 I think so. It's weird though. Most of the things I know her from is like um, later on in her career, like this age, Sissy Spacek just showing up. And yeah, that's stuff. kind yeah, of what I know. Agreed. Too, funny enough, she's the mom. If in my mom ever listened to this episode, she'd be like, "But she was in so much in the seventies and eighties." Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just watched Hot Rod. She's fine in that too. Yeah. Uh, we have Dave Foley plays Troy. Uh, he starred on New Kids in the Block, uh, which our mom played. Nope, for, nope, or sorry, not nope. New Kids. I mean, uh, sorry, the Kids, Kids in, in the Hall. hall. He starred in Kids in the Hall, a Canadian New improv kids show. On the block. Had a bunch um, of kids. He, he's a character actor to most people. If you don't know that, he played the makes me sick. He played the main, <laughs> thank you, Jordan. He played the main character yeah. in in um, a Bug's Life flick. Um, he's in the movie Grind. He plays like uh, oh, he's like he's like the, he's the he's tour like the manager, manager Jimmy's yeah. Jimmy's tour manager in Grind. Um, that's all I got. A few years ago, he had to do stand up because he got divorced again. That's true. Oh, news radio. Oh, he's on news, news radio, radio fans huge, out yeah. there. It's where if you ever listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, the Joe Ro- Rogan podcast, and he references my time on news radio, Is that Dave Foley was a motherfucking star of that show. Uh, we have Nathan Fillion who plays 
the douchey ex-boyfriend Cliff. Uh, sci-fi people would know him from Firefly. Um, th- that sci-fi. Oh, he looked familiar, but I didn't know. But that is, that yep. is it. Uh, uh, people on Reddit were like, "Oh, Nathan Fillion's in this movie." I just didn't really know. I didn't really know who that was. I think he really does have a cult following. Yeah, he actually because does of because Firefly. of like some sci-fi and like kind of nerd and things. I like him a lot. Actually, he's a funny guy. Uh, the last notable one that I have is Joey Slotnick plays the soda jerk, like and who kind of who turns crazy and into the like. He was a this. character actor in the '90s. He, he he's familiarish, but not you know. He was in the background of scenes and things. In the he's 90s. in Twister. If I already, oh yeah, I, he is in Twister. He's on the bad team. He's on the Carrie Elway's team. No, right? he's on the good team. Oh, is he on the? Yeah, good he's team? a misfit. He's on the good team. <laughs> he's totally in that role. He's in a van. He's in a room. He's he's IT. He may be in a Doritos commercial or all of them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that's that guy. But yeah, that's pretty much. I always look at guys like him and I'm like, oh, they had like a decent career, but now it's probably over, and that's yeah. But if they save their he's money, probably he, teaching he did somewhere. a lot. You know, um, that's all I had for for cast. Did anybody have another one you notable? Know, it really that- is like a pretty small, tight knit cast for once. A lot of the cult classics we do are kind of more ensembles, so this was kind of nice to breeze through. So no, I think uh, that's pretty much it. I have one crew member. His name is Mark Bridges. He's the costume designer. L- listen to this. All these movies he's done: Boogie Nights, Deep Blue Sea, Eight Mile, The Fighter, Fifty Shades of Grey. He won an Oscar costume-wise for The Artist. Oh, nice. He he, d- he did the new Joker. It is the, one of the fun aspects of doing this podcast is like you run across like a crew member's name. You're like, oh, this is like a weird movie at the earlier part of their career, and then they just keep plugging away, and it's like, oh. They're like really good at your job, and you got to start somewhere. It's like uh, inspiring in a way. Yeah, right. That's cool. Oh, there is one crew member. Let me ask Megan because it came up. Hey, Megs. Megan, who's that choreographer who did the dance? <laughs> who's that choreographer who did the dance? <laughs> who choreographed the dance? <laughs> okay, I got it. Thank you. Now get the hell out of here. Adam Sheckman, right? <laughs> okay, so you know the the choreograph the choreograph um like nineteen forties swing bar. Oh yeah, yep. He did the dance. This will be mainly for like he was a, one of the choreographers, Adam Shankman from Are So You Think You Can Dance. Oh, nice. Okay, okay, okay. Probably did a lot of swing type choreography. I don't remember, but this is more just for the our sisters and moms. <laughs> And any and any fan out there listening or listener, I won't call you guys fans. You're more listeners, I suppose. And that's the end of Jones Family Shoutout. Uh, should we? Um, we'll see about that. <laughs> Moving on to likes and favorite aspects. Likes and favorite aspects. I mean, obviously, you guys should maybe expect this because we've done a bunch of 1999 films, but I love doing uh, films from 1999, 2000, right in that realm. Likes and favorite aspects. I have, I just like this movie so damn much. You get, it's a little, it's pretty quirky. It's got some character actors from my childhood. It's got the phrase. I'm, I like so much about it. Well, that's one of the, th- the things that you put, you can, quirky is the best word to put it. Like 90s, like movies had a bit of like make believe in like quirk to it where like it wasn't quite the real world and you were fine with that. It was a little bit fancy, you know? Aspect of yeah, this well, it wasn't just like a guy chases a girl type thing. There was, there was some fantasy involved with it. Yeah, when you boil it down, I suppose this is just a romantic comedy, but doesn't it, because of the many different aspects of the movie, 
started in the 60s, yeah. went all the way it's to bigger, 99. It's bigger it than just different. like one genre. It's not just like a rom-com, you know? It's kind of like an it's, it's an adventure comedy rom-com. It, it's like a really off-brand Back to the Future 2. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. Uh, we already kind of said some, this before, but like it's a good Dave Foley role. Our family grew up watching uh, Kids in the Hall, so it's always just nice to see anyone from that ensemble just in different things. Dave Foley stole the show, like, watching this. Yeah, he's hilarious. Watching it. He's just, I just love him so much. He was the hardest one to to recast for me. The 90s alt-rock soundtrack is a, is a, is a favorite aspect for me. I was just about to it's, say that, too. Anything before 2005, you're going to get more rock. After that, it's going to get a little hip-hoppy, a little, little poppy. It, it kind of goes along with the, the music. Have you guys seen the trailer to this? No, oh, no, no, I was going to watch it, but I didn't. Is it awesome? Oh, it it is amazing. The trailer is so good. Like when Green Day's When I Come Around like <laughs> kicks it off. It ends with a Backstreet Boys ballad. It is just so 90s. What's fun about this level of movie, this genre, this kind of like I'm going to call it like um like it, it's a pop song for romantic comedies. You know, it's just bubble it's a bubblegum movie. Yeah. I get Every that. transition scene has a song. Yeah, and that may r- rub some people the wrong way, but not me. Mm. It rubs me the right way. Like it's getting to the point now where I'm getting nostalgic enough for like '90s movies that even if it wasn't that great, if it just like reeks of '90s though, I'm probably gonna like a little bit of it. You know? But, no lie, we're, but this o- like we're a, obviously. But this, was, but this was good in the '90s, and it's just kind of a forgotten gem, though. You know? Yeah, I would say it's an overlooked gem now. I mean, it's just definitely a movie we watched or I watched as a kid. I'm like, I got, I got a movie podcast. We're all in quarantine. <laughs> We're going to bring it up. You know what I mean? Um, oh, what was I going to? Damn it. I forgot I'll what I was I'll tell you what a favorite aspect is. The finger dance. When Brendan Fraser's going in a circle with his finger wagging in the air, smiling like an asshole. <laughs> I don't know where else to put that other than favorite aspects. I actually. <laughs> all right. So if we're doing finger aspects, I really like Christopher Walken's like. Oh, the his, snap and point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I yeah. do that all the time. It's from this movie. The. Oh. Oh, the, their dance when uh when the door when the doors unlock is funny too. Like, oh, yeah. and they're all just like wiggling and just. <laughs> uh. I mean, it's tough to pick a favorite aspect of the movie, but quarantine time down below is some fun times. You know what? This is just one last physical gag that I guess I don't know where to put else where else to put. But when Christopher Walken just pops up in the in the window, like, what are you doing? When he's like, in, when they're in the bomb shelter and he just scares Sissy Spacek, it's just really funny. <laughs> I mean, if I could just keep going, the whole transition from soda pop to whatever becomes decrepit, like the Valley Bar. Oh, just that whole side story is good, like the soda <laughs> jerk side story. I love it so much. I think the aspect I like is that it takes a romantic comedy, but they give you this whole like circumstantial story that's more interesting than the boy meets girl. Like that whole quarantine that. time in the '60s is fun and. Well, I think that's also part of why I like it. I like the 60s and I like the 90s, and this movie it just has both of it. Any time travel yeah, story from the 90s is just going to have a little extra kick of fun to it for me. So technically, it's not a it's not a time travel movie, but doesn't it feel like it is? Yeah. Because, doesn't it feel like we get that? Mm-hmm. It's a time And then war. on top of that, rewatching it now, 21 years later, you're like, oh, now we get to travel back to the 60s and 1999. Well, yeah, what's weird now is like now it's almost like an equal time difference that they jumped. And doesn't it feel like it's such a drastic change for him, them? Oh, to like yeah. Now? I hate hearing that shit. That just depresses you. You're like, oh, fuck. I'm going to I'm getting older. Yeah, cool. Would you I would love to take a vacation into the 90s, wouldn't you? Oh, it'd be great if I didn't have a phone on me. Mm, can't find me. I think it'd be like to be able to do crimes easier. 
Oh, 100 percent. I don't have they don't have my DNA. I gave them my spit. They have me. They have my thumb and they have my face and my spit. Well, there's yeah. DNA of you in 1999. It's just in like Manchester, Iowa. Well, you mean just me? Yeah, like Cameron Jones exists in Yeah, but I have willingly given my DNA to 23andMe. So, like, I'm on file. as My, my face is on file. My <laughs> thumb is on file. My DNA is on file. It's, like, cool to find out what ethnicities we are. But because you gave it up, now my DNA is also yeah, on file. Yeah, if you commit a murder, they can pretty bullshit. much find you now, too. That sucks, huh? My bad. I didn't know. We, they did start catching murders till after well, I gave my DNA. Mom and Dad did it, too. Yeah, everyone in the family below <sighs> us is fucked now. Sorry. I mean, it's it's just we like Brendan Fraser. We already said that we're a chapter, we're a sect of the Fraser fans, and this is a fun, silly Fraser movie. It's like this and Bedazzled around the same time, better than Monkey Bone. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the Mummy. I mean, yeah, the Mummy. But like, it's just a good, it's a good span for Brendan Fraser. And it's a good Brendan Fraser movie, man. Good span. This is the highlight of his. Go- this is the highlight of everybody's career. Yeah, Dave probably. Foley might be a little before. Walkins another thing. Sissy Spacek. They're kind of like... I think I like George of the Jungle a little better. Than this one? Yeah. That makes sense, but that was like the one you watched as a kid, right? Yeah, but even even now, comparing the two. So the two things that I take from George of the Jungle is, one, remember how good shape Brendan Fraser used to be in? Jacked. He was, he was jacked. And now, the like Tarzan, George of the Jungle, you have to be like extra jacked in today's age. Oh, yeah. Now now everyone is just that, and then there's people that are like a Hemsworth. Yeah, it's it's, it's unsettling. (laughs) You ever seen that picture of um, Hugh Jackman when he started it as Wolverine? And was like in really good shape, like pretty good shape for a guy like, and then later on, like when like Logan came out and he was like 42 and just unrealistically non-humanly jacked. I just watched Warrior, something we could maybe do on the podcast at some point, but Tom Hardy in that movie is huge. Ooh, that is a top three, and I just watched the movie Onward, brother movies that make me feel like a bad older brother. <laughs> well, we'll get off this. Should we move on to Unverified? Unverified. Welcome to Unverified. Usually I just regurgitate uh, information off Internet Movie Database, but this week there wasn't anything really useful on there, so I had to go out on the Google and look for some fun facts. So this is the most unverified it's ever been. Um, this is an interesting one. Apparently this film was like actually two different plots that were just blended together. Uh, it was one by Hugh Wilson that had the Adam and Eve like fallout shelter story, but then there was another one about the American Soda Shop uh, that was just called Mom's Place, and that was like a totally separate just decline of a soda shop that was going to be a 90s movie, but they just got combined together. I don't know together, if Mom's apparently. Place would have made a good movie. Good. <laughs> made a good series. They wouldn't plot. have. Yeah, that, that's, that is a t- that's a tough plot for sure. It's not an upper, I'll tell you that. It won't have the lightheartedness well, of Well, tell uh, them the Blast original. The um, so I'll piggyback on that. Here's a not upper. Can I say a casting what, a, what if? If okay, it's what well, I think it's about to be, just though. Just that they were shopping the script for a while? Oh, well, originally, this was written for Christopher Walken as the lead, but it was in it had been like in the shop for like two decades, and at that point, he kind of So you know how I role. feel awesome that like I get to take a trip back to the 90s when I watch this? If this movie was set in the 80s, yeah. I'd be like, ugh, that's not as fun. 
Yeah, I would not like this movie as much, and it wouldn't be as much fun that they were just down there for like twenty years. Like, I feel like the like there wouldn't be that difference because I mean, Bla- I mean, Back to the Future was. I mean, pretty the sixties and eighties, a crazy amount happened. Crack cocaine and other things. Uh, this is interesting, and I hope this is true. Apparently, Dave Foley uh, never uh, meant to audition for this role. He just walked <laughs> into the wrong audition room. And they liked his off-the-wall performance because he was reading the wrong script. So literally, he was just was saying random shit to them. But they liked cool. it, and they cast him on the spot. That's weird. Huh. If that's to be believed, because I just read I that online. I believe it with all my heart. Uh, to date, it is still illegal to own uh, or show the film in Russia. Yeah, I saw that, too. it's anti-Russia? <laughs> funny. It okay. is deemed to be a... F- it's deemed yeah. to be offensive, I guess. It mis- misrepresents Russia's great culture. Uh, despite that, it's still the second most pirated film right in behind Russia? Space Jam. In Russia? In that's, Russia. A, that's a clear-cut case of teenage, <laughs> well, tell me not to do it, Mom and Dad, and I'll do it. They have good taste. I'll give them that. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the Holiday Inn paid uh, paid $3.5 million to have the hotel be the one featured in the movie that Adam surfaces to. Wait, how much? $3.5 million to be the hotel featured in the movie. Jeez. That helps pay for some shit, though. Some budget and some some stuff. The graphics at the beginning look good, you know? Mm-hmm. They do mention I mean, Holiday yeah, Inn a couple times. I definitely remember from that. Do I remember 21 years later? 22 years later? No. But once I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Holiday Inn. Do you want to hear a crazy plot that I don't, that is unverified that I, ha- I found online? Let's hear it. Sure. Apparently, Sissy Spacey's character, uh, yeah, Sissy Spacek, uh, Helen Weber. Let me try that again. So. <laughs> Apparently, Helen, Sissy Spacek's character, was going to be a Soviet sleeper. And after they came out of the fallout shelter, she was going to fight Eve. And then Calvin, uh, Christopher Walken's character, was going to drag her back into the bomb shelter. And he was going to relock it to save the Americans from the Russian spy, which was their mother the whole time. You see, that's so it's a, like my, that's misrepresentation. It's, it's kind of like Manchurian Candidate. It's poor but, Russians. But apparently they even had it all shot, and they showed it to test audiences, and they were super confused, and they hated it. They're like, whoa, so that's... Listen, I'm glad that too. didn't make the final cut. I would now love to see that footage. Yeah, me too. I'd like to just see to that Just to see version. how Christopher Walken plays out, Sissy, Sissy Spacek plays it all. See, all it's all hard that. to say Sissy Spacek quick. You really got to think about it. Sissy Spacek. Mark, say it. Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. He's been practicing all week, though. In a mirror. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear the working in alternate titles they had for this movie for a little bit? Yeah, let's hear the Mickey Mantle rookie card. Okay. Mickey Mantle didn't even show up he, in the goddamn. They, they mentioned it. They like did once. mention him, but bomb shelter back again. That's kind of fun. I think that that's a, fine. I think that's a separate one. Paradise regained. That's like one, one is bomb shelter. The one girl is from back Pasadena. Again. Oh, okay. one is just bomb shelter. One is back again. Yeah. Oh, yep. Bomb shelter back again. Sorry, I read that wrong. One's bomb shelter, one's back again. Uh, Paradise Regained, The Girl from Pasadena. That's kind of a fun 90s like movie that I would have maybe still I would, seen. I, would, I wouldn't mind that the one. The Girl from Pasadena. Uh, then the last one, Cuban Missiles and Perry Como. I'm fine with that, too. That's a 90s kind of title I maybe would have seen. Um, This is just more so people can hear my voice. The budget was $35 million. Made forty point three million at the box office, so not a killer, but uh, you know, made a small profit. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> I'll yeah. give you a Rotten Tomato score real quick, just to, <laughs> uh, to get her. The director, I guess, has claimed in interviews that there are twenty five black cats that appear, 
in the background. Uh, he says he will reveal the location of each cat upon his death. I don't remember no one sooner. fucking cat from this movie. Um, fans have supposedly found 23 of 25, but uh, they can't find all 25. Do you remember one goddamn cat from no, this movie? No, I can't think of a single one in this movie. There are 25. Mark, I got to rewatch it now. Mark, you reading the right... You're reading the right movie? I found yes, the same sir. facts, and apparently one might just be on a like black cat bulldozer and might be a cheat. I don't know. That's the word. I, to me, cannot think of one fucking black cat right now. You got to watch it again. Yeah, I can't either, actually. <laughs> That's hilarious. He won't re- <laughs> he, he won't The reveal. guy that made Police Academy is going to die and release <laughs> all the black cats. <laughs> it's, it's the bulldozer. It was the bulldozer. Uh, a marketing gimmick for this movie. Uh, they were gonna in L.A. They buried a time capsule with a uh, Willie Mays uh, baseball card in it and some other things, but uh, no one ever found it. And the uh, agency said they lost track of where they buried the time capsule, but it is believed that the person that dug it up just took it and just there wasn't a contest. <laughs> do you think anybody? What do you think the success rate of re re um? retrieving a time capsule is i'm 10 percent. very sure that i've been at least part of two in my life and i've never seen them again so you know what would end up happening you're like oh everything's decayed (laughs) oh everything rotted in here (laughs) yeah Uh, looks like our looks like that wooden box we put back there 20 years ago rotted through and got to all of our photographs and stuff um here's like a pawn stars kind of little fact Factoid, uh, in 2015, a Mickey Mantle card, uh, rookie card sold for over half a mil. Not too shabby. I got to be honest. I know that everything's only worth as much as somebody's willing to pay for it. But I don't get the baseball playing card market at all and how things can become that expensive. Like, I get art more because at least somebody made that somehow. The card game, just I don't get it. It's like comic books. Like People collect that shit. You can at least read a comic book. Or I, I don't think either of you are. Are either of you two collectors? No. I just have never had Not the really. patience to. I like to collect bones. The bone collector. Mark Nussel. So apparently this, I, I forget where I read this. I don't even have this written down. But apparently Chris Cornell was flying somewhere and Blast from the Past was on in the background or like we're on his plane or something. And he heard, I guess there's a yeah. Soundgarden song featured in this movie. And he heard the song playing. And that's what inspired him to get Soundgarden back together was the movie Blast from the Past. That's the best fact that, you said all. Yeah, thing. that's a crazy. Are you one. serious? Yeah. Well, Blast from the Past is is that's an is unverified the fact that I just said for sure. I can't, as far as the I don't know at the segment, you know, Blast from the Past See? responsible See? for Soundgarden's Good. reunion. So you're welcome. Good soundtrack too. Uh, that's all I have though for unverified. Should we move on to something else? Let's move on to questions, comments, animosities. All right, questions, comments, and animosity. Comment. I want a bunker. This movie made me want a bunker more than ever. See, I knew it. I knew it. I'm living with the doomsday prepper. Uh, Again, and I know you've never seen this movie, but let's just talk about the bunker. One, nobody could ever do that unnoticed. No, not at all. It would never work. There'd be so many problems. 
just someday eventually they dig a hole and find three dead bodies and a <laughs> young boy a very young boy yeah well like initially when they're doing construction like he's like oh that's a septic tank it goes like the entire length of the house like it's like a huge yeah. thing like no fuck they they would dig they know that. they know what a septic tank looks like it's yeah. not that people are going to look I into mean, that a little more there is always the type of people that do jobs and I'm one of them it's like yeah we'll worry about it later just 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 pave over it can you but, can you put a foundation like that like uh, don't you have to dig um, a foundation pretty low in, into the ground you, yeah i would think so you would think so for sure right but um, we don't know how deep that is though they i mean they have but an that, elevator, that so also maybe be though like, because we do basements in the midwest well the top thing other... if you look if you look at the scene again it's like they're like a foot deep if that yeah, if that so okay let's say that the people who who laid the the soda jerk place that ended up becoming the bar? Right. Let's say they they paved over it. There would be some type of city worker, somebody who did plumbing. Like they would run into that in a thirty year time period. Yeah, with all the like the sewer systems, just the drainage of the streets and stuff. That alone would be like deep. It like would be like into their whole system. Yeah, you, that would never work. Also, like on top of that, like when they tried to surface again. There's no way those service elevators would crack through like cement and like wood and like all the. Oh shit yeah, like, they, when they come back, yeah, into they're the just bar. trapped down there after that. Yeah, they wouldn't make it out. Like all the doors open outward too, so like they would, they couldn't even like <laughs> dig their way out. They're just stuck. Two, three dead bodies, a young boy. <laughs> God damn it, Jordan. <laughs> well, like, listen, they wouldn't. This, they wouldn't have made it that long. Um, I know that m- a lot of the stuff was frozen. But they had a lot of canned goods. Do canned goods last for I don't, 30 years? I don't think that long, man. Maybe like five, ten, five to ten if you're just really, you know, going. I mean, he has the fish. That's sustainable. Was he gardening it all down there? They didn't really have the lights or the UV for that. So, like. Yeah, he was doing a little bit of farming. No, they did. A, yeah, they he, they did some botany. Okay. So, I guess. Uh, where was he getting the. Okay. I guess that. Yeah, they had the fish. So, that was one the thing. The air is my biggest question. If they're, like, so shut off, like, how their filtration's working. If, like, they would need something on the surface still. And everything is They covered. do somehow. Mention that they cut into, the, like, a the, line or something. Yeah, they had to do something. I mean, listen, we're nitpicking for fun here. Obviously, this movie doesn't give a shit what's <laughs> yeah, real or not. True, true. But I want to talk about it because this is what a movie podcast is all about. Uh, I'll tell you. How th- would they not have another kid accidentally, you know? They didn't have birth control probably in the 60s. I mean, they were already pregnant before. Yeah, yeah, they, they have birth control has pretty much always been around, actually. Yeah, but I bet that like a housewife in the 60s wasn't. You think they had 30 years worth of birth control? Jordan, he prepared for everything down there. You, you're, you're goddamn right. Or his dick just didn't work, and it was a miracle they had one. That could be he did look like a six-year-old man with black hair. That's true. They did look a little older to start <laughs> yeah, off. They with. looked a little older. <laughs> so maybe that's just part of it. I mean, it was a, it was a harder time, but yeah. Uh, this may be a dumb one. What what happened to the fighter jet at the beginning? Why why does it crash? What just, happened? Just fluke mistake. I don't just think we even really say. We just hear an alert because it's the '90s. We don't need to know exactly. They're kind of just being like, ah, fuck it. Something I need happened. to know. I need to know. Well, just he, pilot air. He's I think drunk. It just mess. Just pilot air, and it just crashed into their house, right? There was some sort of malfunction, but I, I don't know. Okay, that's all. I was just curious. Uh, maybe I believe this comes up in a movie we'll never review again, and if we do, I won't change one bit. Oh, and to- but Donnie Darko has the same fucking problem, right? Doesn't just something land on their house, supposedly? It's a plane, yeah, same kind of something. But that breaks yeah. a hole. Hey, 
you got the same problem. There's two ways to do movies. I would watch this a million times more than Donnie Darko, <laughs> and that's where I. That's how I feel. I fucking don't like Donnie we, Darko. We know how I you really feel like Don- Every, the whole podcast knows how you feel about Donnie Darko. Hey, luckily it's in our top ten. Listen to uh, while while we're still kind of on the jet uh, hitting the house. That jet would have totally obliterated the house. If you see if you see the scene after the crash, like oh, yeah. it's still standing. It has like walls. Also, that are, like, I a thought to myself, and, "No, that thing's gone." I also thought to myself, "Just a clean drop, just hit that house. <laughs> just a yeah, clean really. drop, nothing else. One clean just drop from the sky." Uh, what are the odds, Christopher Walken? Maybe one of my favorite heart attacks uh, in film. Wow. <laughs> Granted, we don't know if it's a heart attack, but uh, I'm going to call it my favorite heart attack, regardless. So the vibes that I get from this and then also Christopher Walken and Catch Me If You Can, the 60s era, I really like him set in the 60s. I don't know why. Does he not portray just a great dad? Yeah. And I know that in, in Catch Me If You Can, he's like a bad guy. I was about to say, maybe not great, but maybe a guy trying hard. He, yeah. Well, okay, sorry, a loving dad. Even though in Catch Me If You Can, he's like not a good father, he still seems loving. And I think that's what Christopher Walken's bringing to the character. I get that. It should it shouldn't be on the page. I think and in this one he's crazy, but he seems like a loving father. So animosity, I guess, or not maybe animosity, maybe not that <laughs> dismissed. <far. laughs> sorry. Sorry. Just nobody reacted. No, I, I agreed with it throughout that whole thing. No, I get that. There's there's with all of his wackiness, there's there's Karen in them eyes. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Continue. Uh, everyone, well, mostly Brendan Fraser, like he acts a little silly coming up, but he would lose his goddamn mind surfacing. Never seeing the sky before. Oh yeah. The whole transition from anything where you're isolated or you travel in time, there would be a million things. Uh, never seeing the sky, never s- seeing a woman. It just, you couldn't handle it. No. I don't think he really transitioned. No, he well. would, he would definitely crack. But don't you think this is like, this is the best example of what homeschooling and a cult could be. <laughs> True. Like he comes out pretty yes, swell. He comes out swell, very swell, but also like you can speak French, you can dance and all that he stuff. He can yeah, you can do this it all. This actually so this is super uh familiar to Tina Fey's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, yeah. That's like the flip end. This is that's probably what it would be. It's like, "Oh, you were in a bunker." And <laughs> And he didn't learn all these skills. Question. How did he get for real, though, like a hotel room without any identification? Like, I don't think anyone would have done it even back then. I did notice that. They those make baseball joke, cards. Like, hey. It's like legal tender, man. Th- those baseball cards. Yeah, maybe he did just trade a Mickey Mantle and she's smart enough to be like, oh, shit, that's worth like $4,000. That's that my animosity kind of piggybacks off that. Like, no one is going to know like how to appraise these things like there's still people who oh, don't yeah. know sports back in the 90s. Not everybody knows what a, a fucking Mickey Mantle card is. Alicia Silverstone character Eve is a savant. She's like, that's worth, just from working at a pawn shop, you know that that's worth $4,000? It seems like it's Jesus. public knowledge. Yeah, I know. Like, everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. Like, what exactly is her trade? I mean, it seems like just working meaningless jobs. Also question Me- on meaningless. her brilliance. How did she find his room number to call him the next day? Like she didn't have any of his information and he like didn't have any information to give the hotel. So I imagine he just gave him a fuck ton of cash. Yeah, She had some information to give the hotel. Think about it. She, she's probably, hey, you remember that she, weird she, guy she, that paid with, uh, yeah, but with they, the they, baseball card they, last they, night? Get, he has room she number? just dropped him off out front of the hotel. He went in by himself. So she's like, so it's like, she's like, was there a weird guy that came in at 10 last <laughs> exactly. night? Exactly. 
And they just you, get you know what like, actually in the Holiday Inn would give away his information like that. Do you know what actually annoyed me the most about she all this? She probably had a card to give him. Yeah. It's all about Holiday it's all back to the baseball cards. I have a Roger Maris. Here you go. I do. I here's the, here's what annoyed me the most about the Holiday Inn. No bellhop has ever existed in a Holiday Inn, even in L.A., no. even in fancy L.A. Nobody's taking your fucking room. That at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> true. That's true. That was weird. Yeah. Yes. That's a little odd. Up here on the 18th floor. <laughs> uh, um, I'm liking the like 90s swing revival that we were like really into for some reason. We just, yeah, in the 90s fun. we liked swing. I mean, th- it did. It did re. It rebounded like big band and swing. You had the big bad voodoo, voodoo daddies. Big bad voodoo daddies. This fun movie even a little Lou more Vega. fun. You get the sixties, you get the forties, you get the nineties. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I, as I watched that scene in the swing bar, I didn't realize as a kid that that was a um, Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, I didn't realize he was doing Humphrey Bogart. I don't know why. But I mean, we've got the mask who does like a dance scene like that. Uh, the That's fucking true. the fucking uh, swingers, uh, chips ahoy commercials. <laughs> oh yeah, swingers did the whole thing. Like yeah, they did like, the whole thing. That's why they called it that, right? Yeah. Uh, Flubber. There's a dance sequence in Flubber. God, always bringing up Flubber, aren't you? I fucking love we'll, Flubber. We'll do Flubber. I'll do Flubber. The Gap had a commercial where they're like dancing in khakis, super nineties. Look it up. It's kind of funny. But we were just <laughs> really into swing in the nineties. Swing did a comeback. You know what's odd though. The style of it, the aesthetic clothing fashion style, didn't really come back. There was a little bit of the bowling t-shirt, the bowling shirt, That's kind true. of. Or like Ryan those Styles. black and white shoes, yeah. Check out as a, Ryan as a Styles look, though, on it, uh, Who's Line from the 90s. It's... Oh, yeah. He was the manifestation of the comeback of Swing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. his whole look and persona. Sure. <laughs> kind of like everything yeah. he did. Not, not his style of humor, but his look for sure. He looks like he could be a trumpet player in any ska band. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, more of a trombone player, maybe. Yeah, I You're right. It is a too. trombone player. Don't take that personally. I wasn't I wasn't bashing the trumpet. Okay, question. The maybe, trumpet. Maybe leading into an animosity. Uh, so, first off, do you think that any of Brendan Fraser's like, supplies are going to make it? Like, He's throwing a lot of them in the truck. I don't think he's getting proper refrigeration storage for a lot of it. So, like, how much is going to waste? And then, number two, after all this, like, What's he doing with all that food? Because I don't think it's going to hungry people. Like, what, what's he going to do with all the supplies he bought? Yeah, it's low it's pipe tobacco, uh, yacht fuel. I so. mean, a lot of it's not going to go bad, though. It's all non-perishable stuff. That's true, but some of How it is. How did they get vitamins? Some Vitamin D seems like pretty pretty hard one back then to be getting. Yeah. There's a lot of vitamins in champagne and ground beef, man. <laughs> Yeah, I guess there's, I mean, maybe, I, guess, I don't know how supplements were back in the day, but he, they'd have to be taking a lot of it, you'd suppose. He, I'm he sure Frank Abagnale had some vitamin. He had yeah, tranquilizers. He, 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 had, he had something down there. <laughs> Ketamine? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I suppose he had some early. Whatever. They're microdosing like fucking ayahuasca. <laughs> Here's a big animosity that if you were really nitpicking this movie, there is no medical emergency that we know about until the day they get out. I guess the birth went pretty good. Right. Yeah, the birth went fine. Um, Oh, you want to hear a weird little dumb animosity I have? Sure. Yep. So if you guys remember the movie out there in the the ethosphere, whatever you guys are listening on, it takes him 30 years to explain baseball to his kid, but he teaches him French. Because he must. Because he must. Listen, I get it. 
but he didn't have he had all the goddamn baseball cards he didn't have one like real of a of like Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle swinging a bu- like how could it take that with long with the three to of them baseball? you could at least set up some sort of like yeah. one pitcher one batter and an outfielder a little mini game to give him an idea no i yeah, get it, just... it oh oh so easy. and what they didn't he didn't have a he didn't have a baseball glove and a, a mitt I know he was a scientist. Maybe he was a little nerdy, but this was 1960 America. Yeah. It wasn't the past time. It was the present time. Then they would have, they would have, and this is a phrase I hate, had a catch. <laughs> well, how yeah, would you but, like to phrase uh, that? Imagine, um, imagine what's his name? Calvin. Imagine him trying to like teach a kid to have a catch. Like, I bet he's now what you gotta do? Just the worst throw ever. Yeah, it would have been a bad throw. So that maybe would have been a funny scene to be like. Like this all-American guy, seemingly Brendan Fraser's character, Adam, like then have to go play catch and you just can't throw a baseball. Yeah, yeah. That uh, would have been embarrassing. We already kind of touched on this. but the problem with homeschooled kids. <laughs> we already kind of touched on this, and this is just kind of an animosity off this, but like what, it's, it's a miracle he doesn't go crazy surfacing. But also animosity, like he's killing it up there. He's like selling baseball cards. He's like making a shit ton of money while he's at it. So like he's doing a little too well, a little too swell up there. I think he should have faced a little more challenge. Granted, that's what um, I like about a '90s movie. It's easy peasy. I, th- of course I think in real life, out. yes, but 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 for this movie, no. I love that nothing was a challenge. Eve was a little bit of a challenge. First kiss goes real well, though. Oh, let's talk about this. If we're talking about kissing and heavy touch, little and tongue, not too much. Did Adam ever jerk off? Oh, constantly. not that we know of. Constantly. I mean, it feels like he hasn't. He's rubbed it up against like the corner of a table or something. He's definitely gonna have some sort of like Forrest Gump moment with Eve. Like I don't know later that night. Uh, uh, Jenny. That. She does ask him though. That's why. That's kind of like the tipping point before, like when Eve finds out you're crazy that he's never had sex. It's more like American Pie, where like he just explodes in his pants. Well, no, he just like. Oh yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah, I assume that that would happen. I really thought that that was going to be a longer conversation, but it's just, yeah, he probably jerked Yeah, off. a million times. You, you'd imagine. Because he must. I don't know. He's, he's the all-American man. They might have thought it, although they don't seem religious, they seem wholesome, uh, non-wholesome to jerk off. Mm. Uh, I, I they, see where you're coming from, though. They mentioned that it could be sacrilege to name him Adam, so they at least brought it up. That's true. And then at the end of the movie, Christopher Walken's mixing the drinks and like teaching Adam about like where the sperm goes. Yeah, so actually maybe he doesn't know, in which case, whoo, 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 watch out. Watch out, Eve. Watch out. Okay, so this pisses me off. Whenever someone's learning to drive in a movie, or just in general, bad driver, no one is as bad as it ever seems, where they're like side to side, like from one side of the street to the other, with your first time driving. You know just not to move the wheel that much. Just The only reason I think that Adam would be bad it's because unless he saw it on like the honeymooners, he's never even seen driving. That goes back to your one of your things where Halloween. he doesn't know anything. Yeah, it's, it's back to Halloween. He's at least seen the driving. Yeah. And this is just Mike like Myers a little small thing, up. but I hate it when people park a car bad and they just get out and leave it. And in this movie, they totally like park sideways kind of on the curb and like, all right, get out of the car. Like mm, maybe pull forward like a knit foot, though, and just straighten it out. Just want to oh. fix that, Eve. Yeah, it bothers me. <laughs> I could rub you the wrong way. I could see that. It just really bothers me. Finn, just fix the parking. Do you want a, a trickle-down like I have that I just thought of with all the driving? Love to hear it. So during um, when Adam and Eve are both like 
doing all their grocery shopping and whatever and loading their tr their delivery truck and their storage lockers. Mm -hmm. Um Brendan Fraser's character wears like like work overalls. He's like you, you know just like mean? work overalls? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I think I want to start doing that if I ever have a yard to do yard. Nineties were big around overalls, you know? No, no, like not overalls, like a coverall. You know what I mean? Kind of like a janitor suit, yeah, but a short sleeve. Like, like you're you're wearing the right cot, like the right out for the for the job. Like you're, uh, yeah. If you're gonna be working on some wood, you're gonna have like a carpenter's belt. If you're in the kitchen, you're gonna have maybe a chef's hat and an apron. Yeah. So what if I'm you're saying prepping, is, I don't want to learn any of these... outfit with the yeah, exactly. sleeveless mechanics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, want, I guess what I'm saying is, I want to play dress up, <laughs> uh, but I never want. I don't have skills, so you know, I can mow a lawn. Jordan, you can buy costumes. That's true. <laughs> No one's stopping you from doing that. Um, so, like, uh, maybe after, like, it's good that, like, he's trying to, like, rush to get the food to his parents at the end. But, like, maybe after that, he should probably see those psychiatrists and stuff. It's probably a good idea for all of them to see some therapist. It seems like, yeah, um, he got, like, it seemed like he was too normal at the very end where he was, like, almost kind of being yeah, sheepish with his entirely. dad and, like, mom. Yeah. yeah. That does have one of my favorite lines, though, and we will probably re-say it. But when he's explaining to his dad, it's like, I just need you to trust me. Well, in that case, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that part. I love their relationship and how, like, trustworthy and wholesome it is. I'm envious of it. Yeah, it's nice. Um, this one won't fit into quotes, so I'm just going to say it now. It's like the, the self-defense scene where where uh, Cliff is like, you want to take the, – it's the fight scene, basically, where he's just, he's mm -hmm. like, just dodging punches. Oh, <laughs> it just keeps getting punched in the face, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, it's, like, three really or funny. four times where, like, you think it's done, and then he's like, let <laughs> It keeps going. Yeah. I don't know. That gag was kind of good. Yeah, that one got me. It almost feels like a um, borderline, like, a parody movie. Oh, like, you, it just keeps going a little longer and a little longer. It actually is, like, another good uh, – almost you have to explain joke. is it, They'd say it, but, like, the leave my elevator alone and, like, just the chanting – of um like the mother and like the father <laughs> the whole my elevator alone the whole cult aspect is just really funny i like how immediately he gets followers yeah, super quick were those people just already living there it's or the mother the mother I... <laughs> oh that is a weird thing though the way sissy spacek answers i'm the mother oh, yeah it's like she knows what they're doing yeah. you know which is a little funny um that character, the son that's the soda jerk and then the burnout and whatever. Mm -hmm. Did you notice at the end of the movie when they're remaking, um, what, what do they call it? Blast from the Past is what they call it? Yep. Oh, yeah. When he's, he's, like the, he's like the mogul or whatever. Yeah, when he's in his business suit and he's got the ponytail. Do you notice he donned like a southern accent that was never there before? He's like, now what I'm going to need you to do here is listen up to me now. And I'm like, where does that southern that's, accent come I, from? I don't know. That's you, funny. <laughs> no, I think it's hilarious. I like it, but I just like it didn't exist the entire He's a movie. southern business. And man. like <laughs> uh, Yeah, I like it. That character, that plot, that actor, it's pretty fucking funny. How how like, is it, the cuz he wasn't the original owner of the soda place, right? It was it was that lady. I believe his mother. His mother. How is she just going to give that away? Not sell it. Maybe it, she owes it, more money than it's worth, and she's just like, fine, it's yours now. Yeah, it could be true. Transferring the debt. It was, just the neighborhood had become so down on its luck and, like, skid rowy. She was still selling a lot of beer. It looked anything. like a hopping club. Yeah, it seems like it was still making money, if anything, unless those people aren't paying and they're just threatening <laughs> her and getting free beer. 
I do like how, though, under his realm, the Sun's realm, just went out of business immediately. <laughs> yeah, right away. He had some demons. He had some demons. <laughs> <sighs> I like his whole spiel. How he's like, I'm sorry for wasting my entire life. And uh, I just, I just. I like down on their luck. I like also that Brendan Fraser just also responds with like, I know it's hard out there. And like, he's just kind of going <laughs> along with it. But uh, uh, this pisses me off. Last animosity I have, because I do love this movie at the end when he's running and he drops the baseball cards in the water, or I can't exactly remember, but it's like the, the ground's wet and he drops the ooh. baseball. Card. He does drop them just on the sidewalk. And then they get all wet, man. Those are worth hundreds and thousands of dollars. Don't, I mean, you have those shares. You're worth millions now, but like, come on, come on, come on. It's true. That's it, that it diminishes. It seems like the... his dad probably, taught him economics and the concept of money but he didn't seem to grasp it well i mean even like the 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 price change like from the 60s to the 90s anyway would have been so hard to for the dad to just yeah i'm sure i'm sure he explained some type of inflation but like there's no way they could have accurately well they would they thought that society had fallen if anything they would have been thinking a barter they were thinking a barter system at, at one point yeah, the dad. I mean, the dad thought it was it was yeah, done. I didn't think inflation. He, he locked the hatches. That's kind of all I have for comments, questions, animosity. What else you guys got? Um, I just want to make sure that I I I talk about Dave Foley and how fucking hilarious <laughs> he is in this movie. Like, I know it's kind of like um a little bit of a stereotypical gay like best friend mm-hmm. like that trope from '90s movies and stuff. But the way he plays the character isn't too stereotypical and just like over the top. Yeah, it's just it's not overly stereotypical. I think it's nuanced and a little funny. So maybe the gay best friend in a romantic comedy hasn't aged the best, but still his portrayal I thought was yeah, good. It's still funny. You know he he plays uh bitchy pretty well. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> it's a funny caddy. Yeah, yeah, and that made my that made the casting recasting tough for me. I really, I actually was surprised rewatching this, how long they are in the bunker for time-wise in the movie. It's like a full like thirty-five minutes before he comes up. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, it's like there's like two different halves of the movie. I know, but uh, I actually think that on the rewatch, I like all the time down there, and it builds to like without that, I think it's kind of just a generic romantic comedy. There's no quirkiness. There's no down below. There's no alcoholics. This space. <laughs> you need it. There's no way. Yeah, you need you need, you need the need down it. below. I, I need it. Yeah. The time down below is maybe just as good as the time above. If you guys have any other comments you guys would like to make, uh, make sure you write us in on our social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and let us know what you guys think of this movie. Uh, moving on to quotes. 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 Favorite quotes. So it's uh, it's uh, Alicia Silverstone's character telling um, Adam that Troy is gay. He's like, he's gay, by the way. Good for you. Well, we try. <laughs> uh, I love sushi. I love Lucy. Who doesn't? She's hilarious. It's <laughs> another that good one. Adam Troy one. What uh, are you looking at? Your ceilings. Did you know you have very nice ceilings? <laughs> Are you into ceilings? No, not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is like just another weird uh, Adam uh, Brendan Fraser reading, but when she, Alicia Silverstone's asking, do you still want to go girl hunting tonight? Oh, yes, I certainly do. <laughs> uh, I I guess I didn't say it in questions, comments, and animosities, and, and it feels mean, but 
Alicia Silverstone is not a good actress. No, she isn't. I, I she's kind of bad, but there's a reason she's not acting now. It worked in Clueless. Yeah, and it works in this, but like there, there's so many people that would have been better in this. You know what's weird? Do you remember that comedian Maddie Ryan, the Chicago one? Yeah, yeah. He was in a they he was in a movie with her from like 2016, like a Hallmark type movie, like straight to video. Oh, weird. Oh, weird. Called like something about dogs or whatever. Hmm. He's like the best friend of the lead character. That makes sense. Anyway, so uh, like we already said this one, like, but Christopher Walken, leave my elevator alone. It's when he first initially gets out. When he comes back down, um, there's there's some good uh, Christopher Walken ones here. Uh, when he's like, cover your ears and hum. And I mean that literally. And Brandon Fraser's like. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. And then she's telling he's telling Helen about just like the up top. And then she's, she can't believe about like the. Uh, like the prostitutes or whatever. So she, she just goes to clean the sink. Like she, she's just like beside herself. <laughs> she just moves to the, that actually does seem like something my grandma would have done before. You know, she was really old. Just like, just like I got to do something. I'll clean the sink. Oh, I, I did forget to say this though. Um, when Christopher Walken runs into the street walker, who's a, like a cross dresser, mm-hmm. really nice hooker. Yeah. Really pleasant. Mm, yeah. She yeah. is, uh, I guess the hooker from 40 year old version. I looked that up. She's the, She's in. <laughs> she's in that movie. Oh, is that for real? Yeah, for real. It's like it's like her niche. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, this is maybe my favorite quote from the movie. I quote this all the time, but it's the bellhop at the top when he's like uh, talking about the tips. Like, well, yeah. Brendan Fraser's like, well, my father always said you should tip stuff like a service person, and the guy says your father's a smart man. And then Brendan Fraser grabs his hand. My father's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> there's oh, there's ones that go along one. with that. Um, that are like in the cadence he's when he's when Adam's describing his dad, he's like, My father, who is a scientist? <laughs> <laughs> Here's just a fun uh, Brandon Fraser uh just uh delivery. You got it. That's like when he's doing his version of the like his like uh, yeah. figure point thing. You, you got, got it. it. Driver, please stop the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are always fun. When I first moved to Chicago, I didn't exactly know how to get it. Like uh, there was like one time I was kind of pushing the door. He's like, Hey, you gotta wait for it, man. That was my version of the Adam. <laughs> um, when we were in Israel, Megan and I took a bus down to the Dead Sea, but like nobody talked to us and there wasn't a way. It was like a two and a half hour bus ride, but like on a city bus. And I every stop, I'm like, is this the Dead Sea? <laughs> and nobody talked to me. And then like after an hour, the guy's like, I'll tell you when it's the Dead Sea. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I just don't want to miss this because. That happened to be at the I... North Ave Beach. He's like, I'll tell you when we hit the beach. And then we had clearly got to the circle that gets off it's, of the beach. And it's I'm like, like the last stop. Yeah, yeah. And I figured it out. I was like, oh, it's the one. So that pretty much beach. like your North, North Side Beach, we just were at the Dead yes. Sea. It's like, oh, it's here. <laughs> same I got same it. thing Sorry. happened to me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Embarrassing. Uh, oh, th- I, this is almost a visual one too. But when they're listening to Perry Como in the car, he's like, "Wait for it! This is where it really kicks off." Uh, and then he like kind of does the figure swoop. And it's like just like, I actually love that part so much. It's not even because, like an exciting part. It's just like. But don't you ever listen to old music and like just the smallest inflection is like, oh, and it takes off. <laughs> like that is true of old music, like Perry. No, Como it's not. And that no, it stuff. is not. No, you're like it, it. It really picks up here. It's just like this. Uh, I, I, I concur with that. <laughs> uh, you ever like be drunk and like playing a song and you're like, oh, it's about to rise. And they're like, oh, I remember drawing it never rises. Yeah, or, and it just tastes just like that. Right, you remember it rising so much bigger and really slamming. And you're like, oh, I guess that was it, huh? <laughs> I guess uh, I guess it didn't. 
It was different times when I used to listen to it. <laughs> I have that all the time. Uh, what else do you guys have for quotes? It's all I've written down, but this movie is very, it's very quotable. It's a funny movie. I don't specifically have one um, Dave Foley quote, but everything he says, it's like, well, you know, we do. <laughs> it's just like his whole cadence is enjoyable. Isn't Cliff just a butt with hair? Um, do you actually? Yes, I understand what bitch means, but I don't know why you're calling her that, or why Cliff called you that, right? Or not Cliff? Why Troy called you that? This is also a vi- almost a visual again from Brendan Fraser, but when he's like a dickhead, she's like, "Yeah, a walking, talking penis, like capable <laughs> of human speech," and he stops, like, "What's wrong?" It's like, "Sorry, I just got this vivid mental picture." <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, there is one. Okay, so after. After um, Dave Foley is quizzing Brendan Fraser about Alaska because, like, he lied and said he's from Alaska, yeah. and he's, and like they're debating over what the capital is. When he runs into the other room, Alicia, <laughs> Alicia Silverstone's like, "He's gonna go on the internet and look it out." I'm like, "That is gonna take 45 minutes." <laughs> in 1999, yeah, that that scene would, would have gotten an update to him just pulling out his phone quick and going quiet. He's like, "What's he doing?" I assume they have two landlines because um, he's a web designer. But uh, I don't know. That's gonna that's gonna tie up the landline. Tying up a line for sure. They probably have ah, the encyclopedias. Just check it out. Check out an atlas. Get to the bottom. You know, get to it quicker. Hot diggity dog. Thanks for calling me on the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I do like um, back up to the the hotel room. He's like, this is my first time away from home. <laughs> And the bellhop's like, how old are you? He's like, 35. <laughs> I do like how, be- how bold the bellhop gets by the end. He's like, well, this guy's t- chatting. I'm just going to ask you. He looks 25. Oh, the air up here is different. At the at the meat counter, mean, when he's just like asking him a bunch of questions, he's <laughs> like, oh, will you please excuse me? He's like, gladly. He just, I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm glad you brought that up when he's buying from the meat counter. Yeah. That guy's deadpan delivery <laughs> so might actually be the funniest. I Megan was out of the room, and I'm like, Megan, you got to come and see this guy. <laughs> You got to see this guy. And she didn't think it was that funny, but I'm like, this guy is no, that, that guy was great. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, if I were to rank it per like pound for pound, that guy brings it. <laughs> it's it's pretty fucking funny. Uh, just uh, back to the bellhop guy, too. It's like, uh, you just dial nine to get out. To get out of what? The hotel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and And along with that, he's like, it just must be a different theater up here. And the bellhop's like, you mean... On the 18th floor, and Brandon Fraser's like, "Yeah, up here, on the 18th floor." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> that's all I have. Wow. Some, good, some good ones in here, yeah. Some good one-liners. Uh, ooh, gotcha. trickle down animosity. His first aid with the ice cube and the blowing on, um, like her leg, totally just making that infected anyway. With his like 1960s isolated air. Feel oh, he was like, he was like, I know more about first aid than you know about whatever. 1960s first aid. first aid and then he still just Uh-oh, put a band-aid like, on it looks like we're gonna have to cut that leg off <laughs> warm dr pepper that's how you know your dad's a murderer oh man. yeah warm dr pepper Hot i love dr. dr pepper but yeah that's an animosity warm. that's weird like how did they take care of their dental work just all kinds of a things. lot of castaway just taking teeth out by themselves and pretty much everything's like well that one's gonna have to go and it's not like it's just room temperature. Like he goes out of his way to boil it. Mm. Boil, not just boil. Oh, I did do a weird thing though when I was a kid, like a to- like a five year old. Mm-hmm. I used to microwave um, grape grape juice. Weird. Really? 
Yeah. For what purpose? What What were you getting out of that? I liked it. <laughs> mead? You ever had mead? Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it. Hot You're wine? trying to make it alcohol or something? I don't know. I thought it fermented. I like to get a little wacky. I don't like that. <laughs> okay, sorry. You can take it away, Cam. Uh, if you guys have any other favorite quotes, once again, make sure you write them in under uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, moving on to recasting. Uh, recasting. Let's kick it off on the low tier options. Did anybody have a young Adam? Oh, I didn't even. Think I, I didn't. So. I didn't go into the kid ones, but I. I would actually, Jordan. You might hate this because you just brought it up, but I would go a young Jake Gyllenhaal. I. When did that I bring work. it up? You, you just brought up Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Oh, I don't hate Jake Gyllenhaal. I just no, think I that movie's garbage. Yeah, I got you. But a young, uh, young Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a child actor. He kind of has that same flat nose face. Kind of. Do thing you want a really good work. looks like? That was a good off the cuff. <laughs> You're gonna have to really focus on this one. You know Robin Williams' movie Hook. Yeah. You know young Peter Pan. That kid. Yeah, vaguely. <laughs> no. That kid. Hundred <laughs> percent right. Maybe you guys don't recognize sure. it. I mean, I, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> it just is that kid. I put. Uh, I mean, Eric Per Sullivan. He's um, he's on Malcolm in the Middle. He's not Frankie Muniz. Obviously, oh, he's the older he's brother. The, he's the other guy, the other kid. Spiky hair, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I like that kid. It's it was just a throwaway. Ooh, what about um, this? One more kid for this kid, even though we always go way yeah. too long on recastings. Oh, yep. But the kid from Genius slash Patriot, he was like a Disney Channel kid. Um, small, small. The only yeah. I get where you're coming from, but that kid, like in that time when I was of similar ages, we're probably about the same age. He always annoyed mm-hmm. me, and I didn't think he okay. deserved to be Benjamin. Well, Let's move on to the soda jerk. Did anybody have the soda jerk? I had a bunch of people, so let me go last. I'm, okay. Well, I'm going to take one of yours because it's the right one. Mark, I'll let you go first. Okay, Mark, go. I, maybe it's – I, I picked Tom Green. I actually didn't put him in there. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I picked Green. Tom Green. Sorry, I Just call. sort of like maybe more of a stonery kind of guy. Like imagine from – from grind, the, seeing the, yeah, seeing his de-evolution to the end would be hilarious. So like he he could definitely like be clean cut enough for the beginning to be like, oh sure, mom. Like yeah, yeah. that actually be kind of pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. Jordan, who do you have? I didn't write down his name, so I have to look at it. Just if you give me, is it Sean Whalen from that thing you do? Yes, it is. Why are we gonna we, do? We uh, we came here to meet girls and dance, and how are we gonna dance if you don't play that thing you do? Yeah, it's uh, that guy. Go back and listen to that thing. That was actually my second person. That was my also, number one. It had to be him. I also thought about Chris Elliott for a second. There's something about Mary <laughs> uh, Stronghand. Like he, Chris, he'd be pretty good there. Chris Elliott would, would actually there. maybe be but better. My, but my number one who I put there was David Cross. Yeah, <laughs> that's all good. All those are better than the that thing you do. But because this is like the type of role he had, I wanted it yeah. to be him. Oh, I get it. I had all those down though. Uh, my favorite one was the David Cross. I'd like to see. I like. The, I, I like Chris Elliott. <laughs> you're thinking. You're thinking scary movie too, and I love both of those options. <laughs> also, reference Chris Elliott from um, something about Mary. He's really funny in that he's, role. He's funny. In he's that, funny man. in everything, actually. Bring back Chris Elliott. I don't know where he went, but bring him back. Or if he went anywhere, make me aware of Chris <laughs> Elliott again. Look at That's him. New campaign. Look at him. Uh, how about Troy? Who'd you guys have for Troy? I'm pretty happy with mine. Troy John is uh, happy with mine too. Oh, John would you have, oh, that's a good one. Oh my god, I took uh, forever to think of somebody. 
And John Mulaney's good. Perfect. I thought about David Cross, too, because like, I had him down as the soda jerk, but like having him like as essentially Tobias could be kind of funny. Oh, God and damn. That would be good, too. Jordan, Jordan, go. Martin Short, a real toned down version. I'm actually embarrassed. Interesting. Don't you He'd hate be a little Martin older. Short? Kind I of? don't that hate him. I just hate that he brings too much. Okay. But no, I'm... Oh, man. John Mulaney's so good. Thank you. Uh, I did... Uh, Thomas Lennon. I know the name. Give me a face. Uh, he's offshore dangle. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, with that. he would have been good too, man. I just like I, I got in my head. I really got in my head. <laughs> I like thought because I liked the way Dave Foley played it so well, but both of those are good. John no, I, but you you said from the jump that you 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 thought that was gonna be the hardest one to. Replace, it was the hardest because so. like I didn't want to, but like both of those guys, I thought of like sarcastic and bitchy people but it's like too much you still gotta be a little sweet yeah you gotta yeah you don't just want to sure. be i did think about this could i put andy dick there too much you could definitely put andy dick there can i put yeah, it yeah. i thought about it andy dick could work there yeah <laughs> but he would have played it too our, over the top it's like the martin short problem how do you tone it down true but, i actually know. think that if imagine you remake- a really toned down andy dick though that's that could be amazing it's weird. I can't. I don't know what that would be like. <laughs> it's weird. That wouldn't happen. I'm, I'm even referencing News Radio, who they both were in, Dave Foley and him. I can't even remember what his I'm character true. was like. Maybe it would be like that. I really like the John Mulaney one, though. Man, that'd be good. Thank you. Sorry. Okay, once again, uh, let's move on. Let's move on to Helen. Mary Steenbergen. You'll We've have used to. her before. Uh, she's on... Um, Last man on earth currently you know her from she's the mom and stepbrother. She's the mom in a lot of things. Oh um, yeah. That's a really good one again. So Southern accent. This is one that you guys have brought up before, but I think that she'd be really funny. I think that's a it, again, if you don't let her like go completely over the top, but let like her talents shine, Catherine O'Hare. It could be a really funny Catherine O'Hare role. That could be oh, actually okay. a really good one, yeah. Actually I like that. I like that, I like that one better. I, I had better um mine. I had either the mom from that '70s show, Deborah. I, I did Rupp. think oh, about her. Good. I did think or, about her. Uh, she's in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Ooh, Christine, I like her. Christine Baranski. Baranski. I like her yeah, more. All, all those are pretty good, honestly. I like all those better than mine. I'm gonna give it to Jordan. That was um, that nice. was good. Catherine nice. O'Hare. I just thought um, she'd be really funny as an alcoholic. I mean, she does she it would, in other things. But she like, would play like, um, yeah. She'd play. She'd play that real well. She'd play a fun lush. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. Uh, you uh, guys, sorry, Cameron, go on. Oh, nothing. I was supposed to say you're about to love my Calvin. Then. Oh yeah, we're going on to Calvin. 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 Eugene Levy. Okay, so obviously I could have gone that route, and it would have been good. perfect. You get the wacky. You get the lovable father. Yeah, you, you get it all. <laughs> Almost. For, I, Fred Willard would maybe be too much, but the only problem I did think about Eugene Levy, he was like a like a second tier for me mm-hmm. you i almost can't believe and this is weird because a lot of his characters are like aloof and a little dumb yeah but a lot of scientists are like that where they're geniuses in movies but they go oh, but they forget the little things and they're kind of spacey okay so i like it i thought of it i kind of went to a, a character actor who used to be a star and now when he's getting older is kind of jumping into these type of roles michael keaton okay a little okay. weird little okay. wacky he's got some walking yeah, actually, that would work. That would work great for now. Yeah, I, like, I could. I can see uh, Eugene Levy in like in sixties attire. He just kind of looks like a sixties dad. It it'd be completely different from Walkins, but it'd be super funny. It's it'd like be, the yeah. thick frames or something. <laughs> 
I rewatched uh, um, you know, Michael. Michael Keaton's a good one though. I, I, I like that. I had older, just maybe like a slightly older Bill Murray. I thought about Bill Murray for lots. Hmm. I always think Big. about Bill Murray. I also thought about Tom Hanks. Who doesn't? Who didn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, let's go on. I, to I Eve. would see. Okay, Eve. Uh, easy. Meg Ryan. Wrong. Right. Then I feel like it's way more likable. I thought about Eve for so long. I well, then if you thought for so long, let me go quick because I didn't think that for that long. Uh, um, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon was in my three. That could work. It's or got, Cameron Diaz. I feel like there's like the, you're getting a connection with those like uh, Blueless slash Legally Blonde kind of connection there. Yeah, the, yeah that, the that's parallels where I got and then connection. also a little Pleasantville. There's like the three overlapping, like the two overlapping parallels, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what I thought the Eve character needed to be was a little bitchy, a little bit of a bite. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Jennifer Aniston. Oh, that could make And I normally don't think that. That that would be a good one. And she's like as nineties as it gets. Even if it was like office spacey, like she like Yeah, just, it would be a lot like office space. Girl next door, like mm-hmm. I like that one. Jordan mm-hmm. Jordan wins. I did though also think of um who'd you say, Mark? Uh I had Cameron Diaz. I'm I'm just thinking of like no, who's your uh, first something one? about? Oh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, sorry. I thought I thought her. She was almost a person I picked, and then always Emma Stone. For me, <laughs> just Kristen Dunst for it. the '90s. Ooh, Kristen Dunst Ooh, might have been good. That could have worked. Maybe she's also. I I don't want to say this. I like a lot of her movies, but not a good adult actress. Anybody have Adam? Uh, of course you did. I mean, this is recasting. Um, who, I guess we'll <laughs> jinx it first. Are we gonna jinx it or are we doing I one at a time? I don't like mine, so yeah, I don't like mine. Who don't do you have? don't don't jinx it because I, I I feel Chris I, Pratt. Dame. Oh yeah, maybe I, Chris Pratt. I guess. Can oh, this, yeah. that's that's a nice one. For some I mean, reason, I thought he was he was like. Ugh. I went more. I went more. Still, just like two thousand. I, I tried I to Matt think of Damon, people back then. I don't know. I don't like Matt Damon. Yeah, I know me either. But that's that what one I did. Will Ferrell. Too, I kind of like too Will much. Ferrell. No, like, I mean think about Brendan Fraser, dude. That's true. It's but just, here's like it's here's a, it's I, just it's just it's just stepbrothers. Think of like it would just be a fucking But here's why I said Chris Pratt, because it'd be as, hilarious. As goofy and naive as Brendan Fraser plays, he's still kinda like built six foot two and hunky. That's true. Yeah, but it, 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 yeah. He doesn't have to be hunky. I don't think that adds or or takes anything away. Do you know who I wanted to put in this movie? And I couldn't think if I could meet uh, if I could make it Adam, or if I could make it um, Troy. I wanted Steve Vaughn. He plays Lenny in that thing you do. It looks like Lenny's going fishing. I thought he yeah, belongs okay. in here. I just I couldn't pull the trigger for the lead, and I didn't He'd know if Troy. he could be bitchy enough for Troy. Yeah, he's Troy. Okay. Oh, I did have a perfect guy for your Firefly guy, the ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Michael Sheen. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but Charlie he be with the Charlie Sheen. Oh, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. I thought you were saying Michael McShane for a sec. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. I, I think like, I said I a lot like, of things. Was, I was like, wait. I, I thought I said a lot of things. Oh, this one's for uh, this one's for Mark. You know when they have the psychiatrist? Yeah. You know that like kind of like chubby guy. Yes. That'd be uh, what? No, I would go on. I was like, it's, it's Norm from uh, Seinfeld. You're always trying to get uh, him in movies. I'm trying to get Norman. Norman yeah. uh, that's all I got. 
Uh, should we oh. move on to the Holy Trinity? Lastly, you know who'd be a really good dad? Ew. I don't know why we don't bring him up enough, but this Mark sparred me with um, Malcolm in the Middle. But uh, oh, oh yeah, Brian Cranston. Brian Fuck. Cranston. He's a he's a weird guy. I think Brian Cranston works for most dads. I like Tal for Malcolm in the Middle. That's and true. Then he I can, can go hard either way. Guy. He can be super funny. He can be he can be super serious. He can probably be somewhere in the middle. But like much like walking, he's got some like a little bit crazy behind the eyes wackiness. True. Uh, okay. Should we move on to the Holy Trinity? Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. Uh, it's a rotating cast of character actors that we uh, throw into the movie for a fun little game. Uh, we've had. Uh, Who we do we got? Who do we got? Well, Who do we uh, got? We want you guys to write in on social media just recommendations, but we're going to be pulling them out of a hat this week. It is. Jane Lynch, ooh, Andy Dick, ooh, and Nicolas Cage. Those three people have to be in this movie. This is so let's, easy. Okay, let's start with uh, who's the first person I said? Jane Lynch. Uh, Jane Lynch. Let's start with Jane Lynch. Where are you going to put her? I mean, the mom makes the most sense. I think she's obviously the mom. Like, like <clears throat> Helen or yeah. the soda soda place mom? Oh, ooh, she could be either, but I would say she, Helen. Yeah, to get more screen time. I would say Helen for sure. I just wasn't sure which mom you meant. She'd be good at either one, but to give her more screen time, I want to give her Helen. Yeah, I'm going More screen time is key. Okay, that was quick. Mm -hmm. Unanimous on that one. Let's move on to Andy Dick. I mean, mean, Troy probably. I think he's going to be Troy. We talked about putting him there earlier in just regular old recasting, so it just makes sense that we'd put him there now. I I am gonna go off the rails and say Soda Jerk, just the decline of the. Oh, actually, <laughs> that could be a really good one too. Soda I Jerk might be the more fitting one. I think about that, but I know who I want for my. I have soda a wild jerk. card for you, just to show the fight one. Uh, he's the ex-boyfriend. Oh, I did think about that too. too, just to see him act like mean and bitchy in the bar. That's funny. You know, a Soda Jerk might win it though. For me, that makes the most sense though for him to be Soda Jerk. <laughs> Actually, I like him as a soda jerk the most. All right, cool, cool. Nicholas Cage, Rage Cage, where are you going to put him? See, I was going to put him as a soda jerk, just so we could see the decline. <laughs> I'm giving him oh Adam. My God. He's just Adam, man. I mean, yeah, that's the safe That's the safe park. How co- uh, what about, He's just um, goofy 60s Nicholas Cage. Well, that's just swell, man. Uh, gee, gosh, I don't know. But think about... <laughs> yeah. um, it's think, just Nicholas Cage. Think being... about Kick-Ass. He could play the dad. I thought yeah, about the, the dad. dad. I thought about the dad too. It's either the dad or, or Adam, but I think he's the lead character in this one, man. I think he's he's leading man. Let's give it to him. I'm gonna give, give it, it to a Adam. weird one. Crew cut pilot. Just a cameo. Just a cameo. Mm. Just a flyby. That's that's. <laughs> that's yep. an un- I didn't. Undeser- it didn't. I realized it went bad as I said it. Undeserving of the talent. I'm giving it to Adam, and you can't stop me. Um, I like him as a soda jerk as well. Oh, how about this? Cause this is what about the um. The pawn shop worker, so he gets to swear and berate a woman. <laughs> he can have like a long ponytail too. Yeah. That, oh that's... god, that'd be great. I forgot about the ponytail until now. Oh. oh. Yeah, soda jerk would be good just to get to the cult part, but you, you got to get a lot before that. You know what? Soda jerk might be him too. Uh, what about it's the por- at- what about the porn like worker guy? More of a cameo. Oh, what about that guy that's carrying front. like twelve videos? At the cameo. porn store. Just okay. cameo. They're all hilarious but cameos. <laughs> he, he works everywhere. He works everywhere in this movie. That's true. That's true. 
Uh, so make sure you guys write in with uh, cultclassicspodcast at gmail.com for not only Holy Trinity recommendations, but also just cult classic movie recommendations and uh, forgotten gems. Moving, Moving on, on to Mount Rushmore, top, top four. four. Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore top, top four. four. All right. Welcome back to Mount, Mount, Mount Rushmore. That wasn't a stutter, top. that was four effect. Top four. <laughs> In this category, it's like any list, our top four, based on anything that spurred something, a feeling, an emotion <laughs> from this movie. Who wants to knock it out of, who wants to start it off? I'll go first, because I think mine might be a recycled one, but uh, this these are movies, 90s movies, that particularly just like make me think, like, God, that bleeds the, that, that, that bleeds the 90s. Uh, so my number one is kind of, uh, or my number four rather, is kind of uh, bleeding into the 2000s. So it's a little higher up. It's, it's a little later in there. Armageddon. It's crazy over the top. It's just, it's like the 90s epitome of an action movie. It's just, it's way over the top. Um, my number three is Free Willy. Because watch that movie and the clothing in it is so like just weird neon patterny, like <laughs> weird African tribe shit. It's awesome. I love that take. Two weeks ago, um, I tried to find the type of Nikes he's wearing, the mm-hmm. kid, and they're really expensive nowadays. I'm not in the mm-hmm. shoe game, but I'm just, you know, I'm out there. Hold me. Like the nine, nine, song nine, with nine, nine. And then that, that movie's pretty dirty me. 90s. Uh, number three, a movie we've done, go back, or number two, sorry. Go back and see our episode of Hook or listen to, because uh, Hook is like the '90s version of "I wonder what Neverland Neverland was like." Hook. Spoiler: um, You're number... not thinking enough Plato. <laughs> True. Uh, and my number one is Austin Powers. For, for, like I think Austin Powers. I think like that's just a '90s movie. I don't know. Grin has some time travel, some '60s in there also, but it's the wacky concept. It's the original idea. It's a good '90s movie. So this is a wildly broad category. So okay. to delve into it, I don't know if I can pick any, but you know what movie feels very 90s to me? Less mm-hmm. pop culture but like the 90s? Yep. Goodwill Hunting. Hmm. I get that. For whatever reason. That makes reason. sense to me somehow. And you know what movie captures what it's like to grow up as a boy in the 90s if you don't have a degenerative birth defect? <laughs> What's that? Jack. That's what it was like growing <laughs> up as a kid. Minus having... That's um, a good one. That, no, that'd be a good one to put on there. That's definitely a dirty 90s one. I was going to say Mrs. Doubtfire, maybe two. I mean, this list could Ooh. go on and on. Some Robin Williams gems in there, yeah. I did say two Robin Williams movies, and you did too. Scream? I thought about Scream too, but I don't know. Because it's like a horror movie, that's just kind of a different American thing. Pie, my wh- teenage movie. Yeah, that, that that makes a little more sense. That would that, that fits on the list. I mean, there's so many. I, I mean, 10 Things I Hate About You, any teen movie around that time would make like sense. Like Clueless, yeah. Yeah. Clueless. What's the what's all those other ones? Can't hardly wait. She's the man. She's, oh, all, she's that. all that. I always say she's the man. The man. I know Bynes what you movie. did last summer. Again, the horror one's a little different to me, but uh, yeah. I mean, that list could go on and gone. I could keep doing it, but yeah. The original scary movie, I would say, fits on there. Yeah, it's uh, it's, who's it's weird how like the like any decade you choose, it's like the end and the beginning kind of feel like a new decade. So you're really just talking always like whatever the decade is like the middle like from 93 to 97 you know what i mean true right okay i have a weird specific category sure in this movie you Mm -hmm. see bunker raised adam get up top and finally see the sky and the ocean for the first time 
So this to me is the first time you see the ocean. It's a specific list. I'm going to start with number one and work my way <laughs> so what, down. So wait, wait, wait. You're doing first time seeing the ocean list? Yeah, partly. Oh, I love that. In movies. Number one, and it's only beat out by a little bit, is City of Angels. <laughs> now, albeit, is this Hold on. Is this number one? This is number one because it's the first thing I thought of when I saw the scene in this movie. So okay. this is my list. Um, Nicholas Cage's character is an angel. He becomes human. He's seen the ocean, but he's never gotten to feel it. And he gets in and he feels the ocean. Number two is Blast from the Past. It's this okay. movie. Adam gets in there. He kicks off the skates and he's like, ah, and because this is a very thin list, my next two are weird ones. Sure. Um, I'm going to go point break. Sorry, not point break. I'm going to go perfect storm. When you're in a tidal wave and you realize, oh, no, it's the end. That's the first time they've really been in the ocean. And then I'm going to go deep impact. <laughs> when you're on the beach in a tidal wave and you're like, oh, no, this is the end. So okay, so it's the heads and the tails so the, of that those category. Are the that, so that's the ocean coming to you. Right, right. Well, you know, that's my category. Okay, the top two I really believe in. There's got to be like a million shots of people running into the ocean for the first time. So if you guys have a list that completes the four, please write in and let us know. I am curious. All we it have is, is a, a Washington and a Jefferson. It's a, yeah. It's a tough search. But I, I feel um, strongly about my one and two. You know, we love your unique list as always. Mark, what are you doing this week? City of Angels, by the I'm, way, is a movie where the song from the <laughs> oh, movie geez. is better than the movie itself. You've got that. You've True. got Wild Wild West. Tried to find that today. It's not streaming. Saying almost fire. Anymore. I don't even know what the fuck that movie's about. But I believe in a I would argue. I would argue the Bad Boys song in Bad Boys. Yeah, but at least Men that movie's Black, not but shit. But I love Men in Black. Yeah, but Men in Black's like a good movie too. No, yeah, that's what I was just saying. Anyway. Uh, okay, so I'm doing uh, the fish out of water trope. Okay. Love it. Um, love it. Sort of the naivete kind of going to a new world situation um if this one isn't on my list if it's not on my list i'm just gonna do four of the ones this one obviously should be on your list mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna start with pleasantville we've that's done that go back and listen to our pleasantville See, that's episode. another fun 90s movie like they had these weird ones like pleasantville blast from the past um edward scissorhands edward scissorhands sorry continue mark no, okay. uh, Back to the Future is an obvious good one. Great. Goes back to the 50s. Um, Coming to America. I like that one. Ooh, nice. Eddie Murph. Um, and Elf. Ooh, that's Ooh, a that's good a one, good one. So when Mark said that category, I thought two things. People don't like these movies. I do. It's definitely a fish out of water movie. Some call them white saver movies, and that I'm a City of Angels. No, oh well, yeah. No, I'm... yeah, that yeah, that one actually might work, work too. As well. Although they observe a lot, they have a lot of data. No, um, these are sort of white saver movies, and I apologize about that. But uh, The Last Samurai and and Dances with Wolves, fish out of water. Dances True. with Wolves, nice. Nice category. I like that. I like all the categories. Mine's the weakest. I I understand that. You just need a Rosie uh, Roosevelt and a Lincoln. That's all. Yep, I gave you a Taft and a Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> like you really want to carve these in stone? It's like, eh, no. <laughs> well, we'll do the model skill first and see how we feel when we get there. 
<laughs> I gave you Buchanan and uh, Taylor. I've run out of presents. Games. Well, thanks for listening to our take on Blast from the Past. Uh, make sure you write in at coldclassicspodcast at gmail.com or just on our social media, Cold Classics Podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for any movie recommendations or Holy Trinity recommendations. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. We'll check you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.